Are you ready to unapologetically unleash your bold and define your life, money, and business? Define You Radio Class is in session with host the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace, brings you the stories behind the glory. Hear from women and men who decided that life didn't define them. They were going to define themselves. Pen and papers ready. Class is now in session. Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to Define You Radio, classes in session. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. If this is your first time listening, welcome to class, and you can connect with the show at defineuradio.com. Now, class is truly in session tonight. I cannot stress that word enough. Class is in session. (laughs) I need a t-shirt that says that. That way I don't, you know, I can stop saying it because I say it in my daily life. But we are welcoming what I like to call a define you alum or alumni, whichever is the correct terminology there. She's been on the show before. She is awesome. You guys are going to love her. Um, Miss Devonia Reed. We're talking about building queens from childhood and how to embrace your inner queen. Now, if you got if you guys follow me on social media, you know I'm all about hashtag crown up and and being a queen and the purpose of the queen and everything right now is about queens for me. Now, even though I have a son, I do have two bonus daughters. And I hope to be part of their development and and building them up to be queens. Yes, it's a queen type of show. So put your crowns on. (laughs) Now, a little bit about Miss Reed. She is the CEO of Welcome to the Queendom. Like I said, it's a queen type of show, guys. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering young women. So let's go ahead and welcome her to the show. Miss Reed, are you there? I am here. I am here. Thank you for having me on the show, Valencia. I am so happy to be back again. Yay. And you guys get used to her voice. I promise you, you guys will hear her more often. I'm going to just drop the mic on that one. Well, not literally, because I got a, a whole hook up now. So I, just imagine me dropping dropping the mic on that one, guys. So, Miss Reed, why don't you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about you and what you do? I am an author. I am a speaker, mentor. But um, to go back to your title, class is, is in session, I'm an educator. And I have been an educator for over 17 years now. So when you say class is in session, class is truly in session because I'm always wearing my teacher hat. Um, as you, you've said, um, as I've said, I'm an author. I've written two children's books, actually, speaker. And I like to use the title mentor because I, I have dedicated myself to mentoring not only girls, but any young woman I come across. I'm a mother. I have four grown men, sons, which is ironic, I know, because my ministry is with <laughs> girls. 
but I've only raised boys, but I have been blessed to have three granddaughters now. So it, that's crazy. No grandson, but three granddaughters. Uh, so, uh, my, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so I guess the next generation, your great grandkids will be all boys. They you know, have maybe to be boys. Are, right. <laughs> yes, they have to be boys, but I'm still holding out because I have, the boys have a special heart, a place in my heart. So I'm holding out for a grandson. Somebody's going to give me a grandson out of those four boys. Somebody is going to. So. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a threat. <laughs> yeah, well, if they're listening. Not anytime soon. I can wait, but I'm, I'm holding out for a, a little boy um, who I can spoil rotten as well, because I definitely spoil those girls rotten. Um, going back to the Queendom, you talked about it being a nonprofit organization that we mentor girls, we empower girls, we have workshops. Uh, we are really a new organization, but I have been doing this thing off and on for about the past five years now. Yay. Well, I, I love the the name of it. It it kind of puts me in um, the mind frame of like Tina Turner, Turner mm-hmm. in like Mad Max and how mm-hmm. or one of those Thunderdome movies where she was just I am the boss. I am. Well, number one, I love Tina Turner. But in mm-hmm. that movie, like you see her power. So like Welcome to the Queendom is something like she should have said in the movie, like, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. I, do, I love the name and just the name alone without me knowing, like if I didn't know what it was, the name alone says this is all about in empowering women because it to me, the, the name says that. So I, I love that. And as being, um, a mother of a, a son and it, it seems so easy I think boys have a different level of confidence or a different confidence than girls mm-hmm. because there's certain things I see with my with my bonus daughters that I didn't see with my son mm-hmm. so that's why like I'm really class is truly in session with me tonight because I want to be the best role model, the best um, server or servant in their lives, helping build them into queens. Besides, Mm -hmm. you know, I could teach them, you know, makeup and how to dress and walk like a lady, but I know that internal work is what lasts. So I'm excited. So uh, (laughs) with that being said, why, why did you choose young women being that you are the mother of boys that's a good question uh first can i go back to that name just really quickly then i'm going to ask answer that question that okay so welcome to the queendom actually started out as an event so it was an event that was given to me when i say given i mean it was divine because i didn't come up with it i knew that i wanted to do something for girls but i also knew that i only wanted women to be a part of this event. So anybody who was involved, the photographers, the caterers, the the um, speakers, everybody had to be a woman. I wanted the girls to see that women, women in these different, I like to call it rainy, 
reigning in their area of expertise. Mm. So even the security officers, everybody, they, we were all girls, women, females. And then, so to me, we were welcoming them into our queendom as all women, showing them what we can reign as police officers, photographers, speakers, what, whatever. But I wanted them to get a picture of us in those different capacities. So what inspired me to choose girls? I, 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 it's funny because people, especially men, when I say it's for girls, they say, well, what about the boys? Why are you, <laughs> why are you leaving the boys out? That's the first thing they say to me. Like, I don't like boys. I love them. I have four of them. I have four men I raised. However, I'm a girl. And I'm, hmm. uniquely, I'm uniquely designed to help girls because I, I am a girl. I know what it's like to grow up. Uh, without guidance, which is really was my motivation. How can I take what what I had gone through as a girl? How can I take that and how can I use that to now change the lives or impact the lives of other girls who may not have you know role models, who may not have someone to speak life to, into them, who may not have the opportunity to travel or do some other things that they may not ever get to do. I wanted to be, I wanted to provide that opportunity and it was, it's my job. I believe that's what I'm here to do. That is my purpose. And if that is my purpose, if that is my reason why I'm here, then it's my responsibility to serve that purpose out. That is my unique thing. That's the reason God created me and that is what I'm here to do. And I'm here to impact the lives of girls and use what he what I went through as a girl, and, and that's a whole nother conversation, all the things that I had gone through to really help to change the lives of some other girls and young women. It's funny that you said that's a whole other conversation, because that was going to be my next question. <laughs> can, can you just give us a, a, a summary of Miss Reed as a, as a young queen. Absolutely. I grew up with my mom. Uh, she was a single parent. I'm the oldest of four children. Uh, my mom had some addiction problems as we were growing up. So I became more of the mother figure than the sister figure. Uh, I took care of everything around the house. When my mom had my little sister, I was about 14, and she was really became my baby instead of her baby. Um, and that's why I talk about with, with the neglect. I, I didn't have any guidance. I didn't have that, that mom-daughter time, that type of thing. I was always the one responsible. And at the age of 16, I, <laughs> my life changed. Because I had decided I wasn't going to be anything like my mom, who, who was a, a teen mom. She had me at 16 years old. I wasn't having any children. I was going away to school. I was going away to college. I was escaping this whole. And then... I met a boy <laughs> and my whole life changed when I met this boy. And I believe that he was kind of uh, showed me some love that I never had experienced before or some attention that I never had gotten. And I became a mother at 17 years old. And at 17 mm -hmm. years old, I had my first son. And then after that, the other three came. I mean, not surely. I, they, they're about like their steps, not surely after. Uh, I did marry the boy. But at the same time, I ended up in this abusive relationship with this boy. 
And because I felt so alone, abandoned, and I never had a father in my own life, I had really committed myself, Valencia, that I was picking this thing out no matter what, because my children needed this life that I never had gotten. And then the other thing was, well, you're a mother of four boys. Where are you going to go? Who's going to help you? Mm-hmm. Who's going to want you? Struggle with all those things for a long time, for many years. And I stayed in an abusive relationship. So when I talk about not having any guidance, not really having the mother figure, being in an abusive relationship, um, low self-esteem, doubting myself, not even knowing that I actually had this inner strength that would come later that I would finally be able to tap into. I understand what all of that is like. And that mm. is what, that's what drives me. That's what pushes me. I understand the label of teen mom. I understand mm. the, the, the label of abuse, you know, battered woman. I understand the label of being a welfare mom. I went through all those things because I'm 17 years old. How am I taking care of children? if I don't have any help. But for me, mm-hmm. I, want, I want women to understand and girls to understand when you have a child or you make whatever kind of mistake and maybe you need me to assist, that's not your life. There is something more. When I look upon that girl and I think about the woman that I am today, I do not recognize her at all. But what I realized just yesterday is those scars, but they're still there. But they're there for reminders for me of where I came from and what I've been through and how I can inspire others to move past whatever they're going through and be whatever mm-hmm. it is that they're supposed to be. I'm glad we touched on that. I'm glad we touched on that because I, I believe in our backstory, in our roots, there, that's where the, the tree comes from, which, you know, our tree grows, you know, sometimes I hit on like a tree analogy, maybe because I'm fighting with some plants in the yard right now. I don't know. But when you're rooted <laughs> and, and your tree grows and it, it takes the dirt and the sun and the, the storms and, you know, here in Louisiana, the hurricanes and the tree is still there and it continues to grow. And from that, the leaves and, you know, all, all of that for, you know, the growth to spread and, and to empower and to impact. And I don't think I knew that about you, about your mom having addiction issues. I'm, I can't say 100% that I did. Or didn't, but I'm 99.9% sure I didn't, because that's something we have in common. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized how huge of a part that played in, in my life. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's hard, and I can't remember where I heard this. I think one of my guests said it. I can't remember, but they said that our moms teach us how to have relationships with other women. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it didn't make sense to me when I, when they first said it, but over mm-hmm. the course of, you know, months and times and that, that quote kept coming back into my head. And I look at this dysfunctional relationship that I had with my mother because of her addiction issues. And I look at the relationships that I've had while I was still trying to find me 
mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. with uh, with other women and how I relate to them. So now it's more of a conscious something I'm very conscious of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that was something I had to, you know, really look at because I always used to want to kind of pass it off. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm who I am in spite of my mom, like kind of casting that whole part of her just off, you know, mm-hmm. like that's just a, a sentence in, in a whole novel that is Valencia when actually that is the whole backstory, the makeup and the foundation. Mm-hmm. Because in, in between her being high and in, in, in there were certain things that I still learned from her, even though she became an addict and she died an, an addict. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, when I tell you, like, just recently, within the last couple of years, I've been able to not say that with shame or, yeah. or, or not deny who she was, who she was and how it affected me, because mm-hmm. it's because of certain things with her. I don't know that I would have been worried about changing, helping, helping women now. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but, you I know, agree. I, absolutely. Because you recognize that there are there are little girls who who are growing up, maybe not in a similar situation uh, at home, but still certain issues like you had, and you decide to address it. And I respect and admire that. So I just had to had to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you. So when you you're awesome, you're awesome. When we talk about building queens, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when when I say that? Being intentional. Mm. I've I've talked about this quite a bit, probably in the past year, especially when it comes to children, and and specifically now we're talking about girls building queens. Being intentional, I feel like we kind of, and I've, I, I, I said this on the last show, we have, parenting is different. It's just different now. It's, mm. uh, when I'm asked about what's different between now, the children now, and, and um, in the past, I think it's the parents. The parents are different. Mm-hmm. We have, technology has taken over when, if you think about how much time our children spend on TV or on their phone, on their iPads, on their games, I bet you they spend more time on those things than they do with their parents. Most of them, a lot of them, not all, but some of us, because some of us are intentional. Some parents are intentional because I, I didn't grow up. My, my children just missed that, that age, thank God. Um, hmm. <laughs> and I didn't really have to deal with that as much. But being intentional about what we do, how we pour into our children, the time we spend with our children, taking away the television time, taking away the iPad, teaching them, you know, right from wrong, having important conversations with them. Um, I wrote a blog on, on my website about my granddaughter, and she was with me for this past summer. She was three then, now she's four. And she was doing a flip. She wanted me to see her do this flip. And so she says, look, you know, watch me do the flip. And I, and I clap and I tell her how wonderful she is. And she says, girls can do so much. You just got to be awesome. So this is what she said to me. 
I will never forget that. I'll never forget it because I thought to myself, this little girl has more self-esteem than most grown women do. She already Hmm. knows what it means to be a girl. She loves being a girl. She has embraced that. But I also wrote in that article how she's not just Jaden. She's Princess Jaden. That's what we call her. She's Princess Jaden. And Princess Jaden is always, we tell her how wonderful she is and how we speak that to her. We speak life to her. So she thinks she's just wonderful because we tell her she's just wonderful. And how mm-hmm. how how awesome would that be if girls knew that or if they thought that about themselves? No matter how light, how dark, how tall, how short, how skinny, how fat, no matter how they look, imagine how amazing that would be if they all thought just how awesome they are. Being mm. intentional, that's one of the first things that come to mind. When, you, when we talk about being queen, being intentional. And then the second thing I just talked about was speaking life. We have to stop tearing our children down. You know, parents cussing at them and using, telling them they're dumb and stupid and you'll never do this. Do you, they take all of that in, all of that. You think you're just mad and you're upset, but you are breaking them down. They're being broken every time you call them something other than wonderful. Fabulous. You can do it. Great job. You're amazing. I knew you can do it. Every time you do, you pour those negative words, they, you're feeding them negative. It's like a plant. And like you talked about your garden, you, you water it. You know, you want to watch it grow. You want to watch it bloom. And children are like that. They will bloom and blossom under what you're telling them and what comes out of your mouth. So speaking life, and then intentional, those are just a couple of things that come to mind when I think about building queens. And I cannot not talk about role models. Something I wish mm. I had done for my son, when their father and I divorced, because I finally woke up, you know, I got tired of getting my head knocked off. <laughs> mm. But when I finally woke up and we divorced, I um, never got them, I was never intentional about getting them role models or other males because something happened with, with him that I never thought would happen because he was a good dad when he was around, but something happened and he decided he was no longer going to be a father. So, he, you know, he disappeared. He checked out. And I wish I had been intentional about getting my son's role models around them. Male, when I say role, I'm talking males right now. Male role models around them to help them to develop and, and grow and talk to because it was rough. It is rough. There's some things you know, we, we gone through some hard times and I wish I had surrounded them with men who, who could step up and step in. Now they were fortunate. A couple of them, and I know they had some role models who just happened to show up, but had I been intentional, I think about how different things could have been. Mm. You hit so so many points. I want to go back to the about being intentional. Um, mm-hmm. The first tip to to building queens, and I and I think if any anyone's listening, these tips are not just for building queens in reference to your your daughters or nieces or like me, my bonus girls, but it's also these tips also are for you to take in your own life because a lot of times we 
you know, if you're negative to yourself, I think a lot of times if we're negative to ourselves, it's easy or maybe second nature to be negative towards our kids. A lot of times you see parents who didn't, and I, I see it with people that literally I could touch in my life. They're that close to me. And you see those repetitive cycles of low self-esteem, of, of no goals, of talking um, down to their children. And mm-hmm. that's because they've had it done to them. And they do it to themselves and then they do it to their kids because it seems natural. And Mm -hmm. I I literally cringe when I hear people, you know, like just in Walmart or, you know, out and about in public and the way they talk to their children sometimes. And so, but we say, and I say we, I'm not saying we as in me, but I'm saying we as We sometimes say, you know, what's wrong with the kids today? What's wrong with the kids today? Well, the kids today were raised by parents my age Mm -hmm. and older. So Mm -hmm. what's wrong with the kids today may be your parenting. Mm -hmm. I knew, and I'm sure you learned this with your mom, you knew what you weren't going to do. Mm -hmm. And I knew what I was not going to going to do. I was going to learn how to parent because I mm-hmm. didn't have an example of what parenting looked like. I was going to learn. And so I was intentional in learning how to parent because I knew way when I was pregnant that it was just going to be me and this kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, so I had to, you know, intentionally seek out how to parent how to how to parent and um i think i did pretty good and i want to congratulate <laughs> you on on your okay. your four <laughs> four yes i th- i think four. boys are easy boys get a bad rap but personally i think uh boys are easy because one thing i see with my bonus daughters oh it's constant um feeding mentally like my my son can out eat them like (laughs) physically Mm -hmm. but mentally mentally they need that constant that constant feeding Mm -hmm. so I am I am taking notes I believe that I think you're right I think boys are easier and well they were for me I say all the time I would rather have those four boys than four girls I don't know what I would have done I don't just don't know (laughs) I just don't know. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. And that's just different. There, there's a different makeup. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I think, I don't know, boys are, and I think, and I want to get your opinion on this, because with, with boys, what, what I see the differences, with boys, we encourage them to play sports. And we encu- we encourage, like, those physical activities. And when you accomplish certain things physically, it helps build you mentally and with girls you see more of the working on their phys- their uh physical appearance i guess or mm-hmm. you know the the stuff that make them girls mm-hmm. so we're we're teaching them at a young age that your physical strength doesn't matter your physical appearance does mm-hmm. your thoughts i think i think you're right and in, in, in some regards because my, my boys play sports and just playing a sport will 
it, it changes you because you have to have certain type of uh, mentality to be a team player, you know, and, 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 and I just said something out of my mouth that just yeah, a light bulb just went off. <laughs> so <laughs> to, to be a team player and if, and, and girls do play sports and I don't want to, I don't want to do that, that, that stereotype, but it just seems like we are always, and I'm talking women and girls, because we are so concerned with how we look, it is mm. harder for us to accept each other than it is guys. Guys don't care. They're just like, let's play. Let's, let's do this. Let's get in there. But girls, it's harder for us to get along. It's harder for us to, to, to encourage each other because we feel like we're always in competition. We always, we're in, we feel like we're in competition with an she pretty, that she has the best dress, that she has the best shoes. I just feel like girls are a little more, like you're saying, we're, we're concerned with being pretty. <laughs> and are we mm-hmm. as pretty as the next girl? And sometimes if we, if we feel like we're not, I see this with girls all the time. I teach eighth grade right now. If we feel like we're not as pretty, then we do some other things that make us we, where we can compete with the next girl. That may not be a positive thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And to kind of hit back on real quick, the sports thing, because I played sports. I did some of, of everything. Uh, and one of the things, you know, cause it's funny. I played volleyball for many years and one year we kind of took a vote to switch to uh bloomers instead of shorts. Mm-hmm. I was not having that. I don't care if everybody on the, you know, because I'm worried about, and I was a pretty good volleyball player and, but I didn't care. I'm like, this is going to mess up my performance. Cause I'm going to be worried mm-hmm. about wearing those big underwear. You know, if you guys wondering what bloomers are, Google it, but I'm telling you, they're like big <laughs> underwear that somebody said that women should play volleyball in. Now you don't see men playing sports in, in bloomers, you know? So mm-hmm. that's, so I just want to throw that out there, which kind of brings me into my next point with um, society, what we see in society and the media, uh, social media, magazines, everything else. I think that, and this is just my personal opinion, with with girls, I think that kind of stuff should try to be limited or at least the parents should put it in perspective because when you see someone their hair is perfect makeup perfect everything about them is perfect all the time Mm -hmm. you're gonna think that this is what the real world looks like the real world is perfect and I'm not so I don't fit in right with these with what this beauty is I'm not a zero I don't have a six pack I don't have these perfectly small feet and I think girls are beat up women period are beat up so much by these unrealistic beauty ideas mm-hmm. yeah and it's hard to to really embrace who you are when you are trying to be the person that you see on television it kind of goes back to what I was saying before about who's raising your children you know and being intentional about raising your children because if they are getting their idea of beauty from the TV or magazines or whatever, then that's a very, that's, that's not realistic. And even mm-hmm. on the other end of that, when I'm watching things like the bad girls club or whatever those real, I don't watch them, whatever that other reality show where 
This is mm-hmm. how we solve our problems. We cuss each other out. We pulling each other's hair out. We, you know, we, we have to be confrontational. That's the way we solve problems. Then what am I doing? I think that's the way I solve problems because that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm being fed. That's what I'm eating. And so mm-hmm. that's, and that is what I'm going to put out. Whatever you take in, that's what's going to come back out of you or them. I'm talking about children right now. So that's what they're being said. Absolutely. And if it's, I think that the lady on TV who has a small waist and the long hair down the back and the makeup is perfect, that's what beautiful is. Then how do I embrace myself and knowing that, that I'm beautiful and my skin and my and mm. me as I am? I love that. And I love that you hit on reality shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I used to enjoy and indulge and have a buffet all to myself of reality shows, right? Like mm-hmm. we talked about year, years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when the light bulb went off. I don't know exactly what happened, but like a light bulb went out, went, went like off in my head. And I'm like, well, hold up. This is, this can't be real. Like mm-hmm. I know women that have disagreements and I've had disagreements with people. I don't recall wig snatching, you know, <laughs> since that's a popular term now, you know, get your wig snatched. Snatch your wig. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, or, or fighting like that. You see people fighting like that. They're going to jail. And so reality shows while as women, we're, we're looking at it. You know, we're we're digesting that entire spirit, entire self. Sometimes we're watching it with our kids. We'll shut. I see so many p- p- um, posts, you know, uh, anybody watch uh, this show or that show and that show. How about anybody have dinner with their kids tonight? Anybody did? You know, let's talk about that kind yeah. of stuff. Because number one, we know it says reality, but that's nobody's reality. Mm-hmm. And Mm -mm. it's sending the wrong message to not only, you know, little girls, but grown women. Okay, I'm going to marry into some money or I'm going to become a successful woman. And then I know I'm going to get, you know, this thing fixed, that thing fixed. And next thing you know, I'm going to have a whole career based on wig snatching, slaying, and acting a fool on TV. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just had to get on my soapbox real quick with that one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so when when your young queen comes to you and and she wants to do something that to you may seem as a as a parent a mentor whatever it, it may seem like unrealistic how would you handle that in regards to like a career or something that they want to do or yeah, in regards to something, you know, just something she wants to do. Like if if your granddaughter came to you or one of the young ladies you mentor came to you and said, you know, I really enjoy football. For instance, I'm just throwing this out there. Okay. Um, what would you say? If she wanted to play football? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm a real, I'm really like a straightforward type of person. I don't believe in telling people stuff that's not true. Um, that's just not real. So I would probably put, pull out some little points. Okay, do you think that's realistic, first of all? 
who, you know, what, what is your premise? Why did you come up with it? So just kind of setting down what, letting her see that it may not be a risk, realistic. Even if I think I may not come right out and say it, but then I'll talk it out with you. Okay, so let's talk about this. So what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what about that? People always tell me, uh, especially my sons and my close friends, uh, I'm the voice of reason. I'm usually the one who can who can get a person to see, okay, well, maybe that's not such a good idea. So mm. instead of always, because sometimes when you kind of try to talk people out of something, that makes them want to do it even more. So when right. I can t- show you, these are some of the things you may not have thought about. Let's think about this for a minute. What about this, 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 and this? So you think this still would be a good idea? You think this still sounds viable? Then, then that's something that I think would help them or deter them. And even now, sometimes it's okay to try something out. I'm not, you know that saying that, that bald sense is the best sense? Have you heard mm. that before? No, but I'm going to put that in my arsenal of things. <laughs> <laughs> they say, I, I've really pondered upon that a lot. Because I don't believe that's true. I think that that's the way all of us get it is because we have to go through this thing in order to experience and know that it's not going to work. But why can't I learn from somebody else's mistake? That's what I mm. wish we would learn. I, that's the main thing that I would like to be able to show, to help a girl to do. I want you to learn from some of the mistakes that I've made, some bad decisions, some things that I thought that were wrong. Boston's is not always the best sense. It, it, it's a good teacher. I'll tell you that. You'll hmm. learn if you go through it. But if I can, if you can learn from me and not have to go through it, then that's what I would prefer. I wish we would start thinking like that. You don't have to go through it. Let me show you. Let me help you. But to answer your question, that's what I would do. We, we honestly, <laughs> let's, let's take a reality check. Let's do a reality check and see if this is really realistic. What you want to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I want to kind of touch on uh, what you just said, because this kind of brings me into my next question or or point that I would love to hear your opinion on, because you talked about them learning from what you already have done, the mistakes you have made already. So it kind of brings me to that uh, showing versus telling aspect of building a queen. I think that if if a woman, if you show love to yourself, it's easier for the young women and the girls around you to show love to themselves too versus you telling them mm-hmm. and you're not even showing love to yourself. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? I totally agree. How can I tell you something and I'm not even walking it out? That doesn't make any sense. You don't do it. Do as I say, but not as I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense. I had an encounter <laughs> with a parent a couple of months ago, a few months back. And I had heard from her daughter that she mentors girls. And so when she called me and she proceeded to cuss me out, I mean, basically <laughs> not cuss me out, but rent and rave at I mean, rent went off on me on the phone. Now she was verbally, verbally yes. weed snatching. Yes. <laughs> and I'm another black woman, right? Now, you know mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that that is not what you do. However, right. I think, I think I 
think about the position that I'm in and how I tell people how I'm the president of an organization titled Welcome to the Queendom. How hmm. am I going to start cussing this lady out and, and ranting and yelling at her in return? Because what was going to happen was she was going to tell somebody about that. Right. And then, so then her daughter was going to hear about that. Then her daughter was going to tell all the girls at the school about that. That was then everybody will know that Miss Reed has snapped on Miss Parent. You know, she went, she went off. Mm-hmm. How does that look if I'm the queen of the queendom? <laughs> that looks too good. So, mm. what did I do? Maybe what I did wasn't as good, but <laughs> I just proceeded to tell her we would have this conversation. Like, and I did say that before I hung the phone up. Now I did, right? But I did say that we'll have to have this conversation at another time. But my point is, you're absolutely right. How do I walk around and 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 present myself in this light and not walk this walk the walk? You have to walk the walk. Don't just mm-hmm. talk the talk. You have to walk the walk. And I'm I for one am not going to follow anybody who is not say who is not what they say they are. I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So why would I expect somebody else to? Why would I expect anybody to take me seriously? If I'm around here, you know, it's about image, even in what you do. It's, it's really about our image and what do we put out here for people? No one would take me seriously. No one. People will be hanging up the phone if they're whoever's listening in because they, oh, this girl, I just saw her down on the corner snapping on going off or, you know, <laughs> with her high spike heels on and her little short dress and her booty. No. Right. I can't. That can't be the image. So I totally agree with you. That is, I love that you, you recognize, like you had a a moment of clarity before you verbally wig snatched. I think I'm Mm going to incorporate that into my vocabulary a little bit. (laughs) Verbally Um, wig snatched. I'm writing it down too. Verbally wig snatched. Yes, write it down. (laughs) Classes in session, guys, write that down. (laughs) Verbally wig snatched. Because I tell uh, my son. And I, I'll tell my, my niece, my nieces, and you have to watch what you do, especially on social media, uh, especially in public, especially just period, mm-hmm. you know, because it's been times that I've been tested. I'll just say that. And to where I almost had what I like to call a G baby moment. Mm-hmm. And I had to had to pull it back. Because I know, number one, once I get started, I don't know when it will end. (laughs) Uh Uh And number two, this one person or this one thing is not worth everything that I've worked so hard for thus far in my life. Is this person who, after I, you know, verbally wig snatch them or cuss them or whatever else, I probably won't even remember their name, but I've Uh ruined this my bigger purpose for a moment of temporary, um, you know, temporary satisfaction. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes it feels good to, it does. You, you know, <laughs> right. something, sometimes, you know, that somebody need to be read their rights left, right, and sideways. But I would, I would advise people to, you know, you're probably not going to remember that person's name in 10 minutes or 10 years. Is it worth everything you've done or everything you're trying to do thus far? I'm just glad when I was verbally wig snatching, 
Mm-hmm. In my younger days, there was no social media because mm-hmm. I could not have built Define You with some of the videos that probably <laughs> would have been out there. Exactly. So I want to kind of touch on uh, when we talk about building, building queens and, you know, just queens and kings, because I think a lot of people yeah. kind of get this confused in yeah. uh, parenting. Yeah, because a lot of people want their kids to fear them. Mm-hmm. I want my child to fear me, but I have always taken a position with raising my son is I want him to respect me, not fear me, mm-hmm. because fear only lasts so long. Your thoughts? My sons never have never feared me where they felt like they couldn't talk to me or that, that, I, cause I think that's what you mean. Whereas the fear right. where I, I, I don't even feel like I can approach my, my parents. So if I'm afraid of you, how can we really have a relationship? So mm-hmm. I absolutely agree because as I told you, I'm, I'm honest. I've always been honest with my boy. We've all boys. We've always had candid conversations very real relationship to this. I love the relationship I have with them. So they've never been afraid to, maybe there are some things that kids keep away from their mom, especially boys from their right. mothers, um, but they, they're never afraid to say anything to me. And I absolutely agree with you. Now, what I do think that, that we have to be the parent and not the friend, I think we kind of mm-hmm. get that confused, actually. I feel as if there is no respect in some cases I don't respect my parents. I can say and do whatever I want or then there's no fear. There's, there's, there's nothing. There's no connection there. There's no parent child relationship. And so I think that carries over into the schools as well, because if I don't have an adult at home that I respect or I haven't been taught to respect an adult, how am I going out here in this world? This is not just school. I'm going out in this world and I'm dealing with other people and I don't know how to respect others or adults. So I know we all probably have a story of a young person who has done something and we're like, I I can't believe it. I say it all the time. I cannot believe how these, these children don't respect adults. It's Mm -hmm. baffling to me. I don't, I don't understand it. There was something we would never use profanity in front of an adult. I mean, Mm -hmm. never. When somebody and, told me to do something, I know I need to do it. When an adult told me, it's done. Mm-hmm. But now and children think, talk back. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that a lot of times um, parent, parents focus on correction. You know, we focus on correcting our kids. But I feel like if we focus a little bit more on direction, then mm-hmm. there would be less, less need correct. for correction. So yep. like in, in raising my king, my, my prince, my son, I fed confidence in him when he came to me with, you know, what I call a ridiculous idea. Like when he said, mom, I want to wrestle. And I thought I was going to die because I don't know where that came from. Mm-hmm. I encouraged him you know, do I'm going to be there in the stands, you know, I, so I directed him. My direction in that sense was you need to do something. I don't care if it's a club. I don't care if it's a, um, 
sport, whatever it is. So I directed him to do something. So that way that getting into things after school or some other things I know other parents had to deal with, I didn't have to correct that issue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so, so important. No, um, go ahead. It's important mm-hmm. to keep them involved in, in something. And doing and my son's wrestled too, so that's funny. You said we have that in common too. That that was their mm. sport, uh, wrestling. And I was always there in the stand cheering them on. And it bothered me when I was one of the only parents that would show up to the wrestling meet. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's another thing. How do you support? You have to be there to support when they do get into things. I would be at almost every wrestling every mess, wrestling match, and I was one of the only parents who showed up. I'm glad you hit on that too. I'm glad you hit on that too, because on, on the support factor and guys, I'm going to tell you wrestling parents, I don't know any other sport that's like this, but for wrestling, that is an all day sun up to sundown type of sport. You're going to be there all day in that stinky gym and everything else. (laughs) But I'm glad that you said that um, with support, because I know is, you know, being in your position, you probably see a lot of parents supporting their young queens, or maybe you do. I'd Mm -hmm. like to to hear touch on that. Um, A few years ago, when I, before I left Chicago, I was in an organ, another organization with to ladies was called Girls of Grace and I would have to go to homes to pick up girls and to mm. bring them to make sure they got there no I, I don't I don't see a lot of so I said to say I don't see a lot of support I would love to see parents I mean something like this it's a free program and my child gets this benefit that been all these things I would be running to get them there but it's, it's, it's hard to get parents involved. Even when I was in the stands all day long from 5 o'clock in the morning taking long bus rides and not coming home to the evening, uh, it is, I don't, and I'm not really sure why, but that support, it goes a long way with a child when they grow up and they can say, I remember my mom or dad or being in the stands. But I do not see that support, Valencia. And some kids join sports and they on their own, and the parents don't even know what the schedule is like. What time you need to be there? What where you going? Where where are your children? Where are they? Hmm. You know, are we are we supporting them? So that is huge parental support. It really broke my heart. And I, as a teacher, I get I I still go to fo- football games. I still go to basketball games. I still go to recitals, and I have not one child in school. Hmm. But I will go because kids will ask me, and if they ask, I'm going. I will show up because they want that, they crave that, and that's part of of building them. It's it's mm-hmm. easier, and I can't. I'm not even going to attempt the quote or whatever. I can't think of who it's from, but it's easier to, to build. Campbell. Okay, what's the quote? Because you like it's on the tip easier, of my tongue. Yeah, and I know what it's easier to build. <laughs> no, I know it. It's easier to build strong men. No, 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 no. 
What no, is like it? that's close. That's close. It's, 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 no, 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 because I just put it on my uh, Facebook page. <laughs> 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 but basically, it's saying that it's easier for us to build strong, strong adults than than repair broken children. Something of that nature. That that sounds I'm close, guys. We, I'm, I'm gonna find it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a find the exact quote. Yeah, and and make sure it's posted so you guys can get to it. Time goes by so fast. Okay, here it is. It is okay, easier to build strong children than to repair broken adults. By and Frederick Douglass. I love that. That's 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 the truth. Well, we have like eight minutes left. You know that time goes by so fast, which tells me. A, B, and C, you will be back. <laughs> <laughs> so I love talking I, to you. We have some great conversations. We have great and conversations. It's, it's such, you know, you're such a, a a buffet of knowledge and wisdom and queen queendom and just everything else that I know the audience enjoys it and they truly learn because you're speaking from the heart and from experience. And, and I love that. So number one, two, and three, thank you so much for coming back again. So I want to make sure that everybody knows how to connect with you, how to find out more about welcome to the queendom. So how can they connect with you? I am Devonya Reed everywhere. Devonya Reed, um, Facebook, Instagram, and What's the other one that I never use? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. and Twitter. Yes. <laughs> and then we have a Welcome to the Queendom page. Please go and like our page. It's Welcome, the number two, the Queendom. And if you reach out to me at www.divineareed.com, you will find tabs on everything I do, including Welcome to the Queendom. And if your heart so moves you. We welcome all donations because <laughs> we are a nonprofit and we are, I wish we had time to talk about what we're doing, what we have planned upcoming. Um, but we're doing some great things for the girls. We want to get them in technology and get laptops and things. So if you want to hit that tab and donate, please feel free to do so. Thank Yay. you so much for having me on. I, you are awesome. You are awesome. I love people that show versus tail and I will make sure I definitely post all your information on the Facebook page um you taught me a lot you know hope I my goal is to definitely be the best bonus mom I can be and and aunt and and just role model for other young girls and and women to know that you know you were born who who you are for a reason, do something with mm-hmm. it. Don't let anything hold you hold you back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to thank you again for coming on and giving us a great class tonight. <laughs> Make sure you guys uh, connect with Devonia at www.devoniard.com. It will be posted on the show notes. If you enjoyed today's class, let us know on Define You Radio's Facebook page and stay connected with Define You by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, wherever the show is. Subscribe, show us some love. If you want to learn more about defining your life, 
Join us in the Define You movement where class is always in session seven days a week. That is on Facebook. So, guys, uh, connect with the show on Facebook. Let me know how you enjoyed tonight's show. I know I did. I was going to close with a quote, but I think Miss Reed summed it up really well with the Frederick Douglass quote, which I will post on the Facebook page. With that being said, guys, thank you again, Miss Reed. Pens and papers down. Class is officially over. <laughs>